Football is live. Welcome back to a new episode. You're listening to WECB Emerson, the underground sound of Emerson College. Let's get this show going with some music. Football is life. You're listening to WECB Radio, the underground sound of Emerson College. Just want to remind you that you can follow Football is Life at footballislife.wecb on Instagram. You should come hit us with the follow. Uh, We appreciate the support. A lot has happened. We were off last week. It was spring break. So we're talking about MOS week two and week three. How, how are you guys doing? 
doing today, Matt? How, how was your How are your two weeks? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be back in the studio because yeah. I haven't been for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be back. Less excited to talk about Nashville's recent results, but uh, generally good. Yeah. What about you, Ethan? Uh, yeah, I've had a pretty uh, pretty decent uh, couple of weeks. Uh, NYCFC are doing all right. So just kind of write it on that high, I guess. Okay, so uh, let's get right into talking about uh, week two and week three of MOS action. Which which team do you think we should start? Should we start with your team, Matt, for once? I feel like we don't usually start with Nashville. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can we can talk about Nashville super quickly. Um, so I watched both these games all the way through, um, and I gave uh, like a quick like skim through again uh, to get a tactical idea of what Nashville brought. Um, the Minnesota game was um, better than it seemed. So the conditions were bad. Uh, Nashville tied this game 1-1. Um, the conditions were bad. The game was sloppy from both teams. Um, the defensive efforts from Nashville was fine. Uh, Minnesota probably should have won this one, honestly. The difference in this game was more the quality of chances as opposed to the difference in players in the run of play. Um, Minnesota was better in the attacking third, but the game finished 1-1, so that's how it went. Uh, Dallas versus Nashville was horrible to watch as a Nashville fan. Dallas, a mid-table team, maybe even lower mid-table team, outplayed Nashville in every facet of the game. It is the third straight game on the road, so there's something to be said there, but Nashville should still perform and should not get the goal of the week scored on them by a (laughs) 19-year-old. Um, but that was also a counterattack that came after PK was given, So, and they were trying to scramble to score. Um, but anyways, the game didn't go well. Nashville deserved to lose probably both of them. Uh, getting one point out of the two with the way they played, I'm happy with. Obviously, I went into it saying that we wanted four points, uh, so disappointed with the performance, happy with the result based off of the performance, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think popcorn to Seattle. <laughs> Well, I feel first. I I just want to like give some th- what I saw from Nashville since I said before the break that I thought uh, anything less than six points from these two games would be a failure for Nashville, and they failed. They clearly failed here. They looked terrible against Minnesota. Minnesota should have won this. Should have won the game by a bunch. Like Minnesota just did not capitalize on any of their chances. Um, and Nashville almost did walk away with the victory. Still, um, there were two. They had two shouts for penalties. You and me talked off show. I didn't think either of them were penalties, but um, uh, but still, like they they had a chance. Even though Minnesota was clearly the better team in the first game, and then the second game, yeah, they just didn't show up. Dallas is not a good team. Um, I feel like a lot of people have have put um, for how competitive the Western Conference is this year. Dallas is a team that people are forgetting about, um, and they're and I mean it seems like people are expecting them to finish like either in last place in the Western Conference or not much higher than that. So Nashville, for a team that a lot of people have high hopes and and I feel like. 
people are saying they're going to either win the Western Conference or finish second, it was disappointing, and they should be doing better. Do you have, did you have any thought? Do you have any thoughts on Nashville, Ethan? I don't have I don't have any thoughts on Nashville. Um, from what I'm hearing from both of you, two poor results where they should have done better. I've been there before. It's not fun at all. Uh, I will say the season starts with eight straight road games. Um, I think if Nashville puts themselves in top four, top five, uh, heading out of that stretch, we never play two consecutive road games for the rest of the season. So we can put ourselves in a good position to make the playoffs if we perform the rest of this um, eight-game road stretch. I mean, how much? I mean, we every every time a new team opens up a stadium, we always talk about like, oh, they have to start on the road, and then they're going to play just a bunch of home games uh, consecutively. Um, now, whenever that happens, though, the, the teams that end up playing like a bunch of games at home, it never goes how they how it how it's planned, which is which is interesting. Um, I don't know if that's just about like the opposing teams like being excited to play in their new in the new stadium. Um, uh, I'm I definitely think that will be some motivation when uh opponents go to Nashville because this stadium does look absolutely amazing. Um, but it, I'm just thinking back to uh, previously when like Portland or Cincinnati opened their new stadiums. Um, same thing with Columbus. Um, they had a bunch of games on the road to start and then some of them didn't even make the playoffs um, uh, when, they're, then when they were hoping to be uh, get a bunch of points later on when they're playing at home. So yes, they're playing they're playing all on the road here, but like at the end of the day, they should still be beating Dallas. Like they should not be falling back on uh, on games that they're going to play at home later. Uh, if I remember correctly, Nashville is undefeated at home for like eighteen months. So um, not to say that. That's there's any reason that that would hold, but I the Cincinnati comparison is there's a difference there besides just like new stadiums. Well, yeah, that's also true. Cincinnati is just absolutely terrible. I mean, yeah, so it doesn't really work. But but for for other teams, like I feel every time, um, I feel like it it does work for Portland or Columbus, which is weird. It's it's um, uh, and uh, I mean. Uh, how much of an advantage playing at home is is very interesting in MOS. Like it, we, it's always feels like it's changing. It's variable for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to to the Sounders two games. Um, Sounders their week two game was against RSL. This game had a two hour weather delay in the middle of it after forty three minutes played. Um, definitely. A little annoying that the teams have to go in when like there's just lightning like in the area, but it's protocol, so they have to do it. Um, so they so they go in two minutes before half. So then they had to come back and play five minutes when they came back out, and then it seemed like there might have been another fifty minute break for halftime, but there wasn't. It was just like five minutes. RSL got like a very very sloppy goal right after right to start the second half with with Bobby Wood um just like doing what a good forward does cleaning up um chances um but uh I mean 
both goalkeepers in this game were on point. Um, no, no, David Ochoa. It was Zach McMath for RSL, and he, um, he's definitely not as annoying as David Ochoa, but mm-hmm. uh, Zach McMath, Zach McMath played very, very well for RSL, and RSL is definitely a very annoying team when the Sounders have to go play. Um, in Utah, um, we rotated some people since we had CCL, but um, uh, still uh, disappointed by the result. However, I will say that I was not worried. I'm, I'm a slow start for the Sounders. I'm, there's nothing to worry about. 2016, we were in last place, and then we came back to win MLS Cup. So a slow start in MLS doesn't mean anything. Obviously, that's what happened when we played LA national televised game um, just like last year LA came off was coming off two victories we shut them down um, would have liked to see Chicharito not score in this game um, uh, but the game against LA was uh, an incredibly entertaining game um, do you, do, do any you guys have thoughts on that LA game uh, I actually do I think the Seattle win is huge and I think LA conceded the goals we expect them to concede because they're not good defensively and that's that's been true and it holds true because they concede I think three set pieces this game yeah wow um so that was the difference the set pieces the set piece defending and committing the fouls that led to the set pieces Seattle has a persistent issue and it is playing out of the back. Um, in Nashville, they conceded most of their opportunities from Nashville's high press and conceding um, from uh, counterattacks that came from that. The same is true with RSL and the same is true versus LA. Um, I think they have CONCACAF success and I think the season so far can be considered a general success. Uh, but I think that if Seattle wants to be considered the favorites to win the whole thing, it has to be cleaner out of the back. And I think that is the ceiling for this team, uh, the whole thing, the trophies and everything. Yeah, that's definitely true. I agree with that. The Sounders, sometimes I it annoys me when the Sounders play out of the back more than I think they did. Actually, with watching the CCL game yesterday, um, I found that um, since uh, right at the beginning of the game, the Sounders were under a lot of pressure. They were, uh, Stephen Fry was um, uh, taking the goal kicks long, um, much more uh, uh, he did that a lot more than he does normally um, uh, and when you're playing at altitude that means he can kick it like th- three thirds of the field um, but I, that, I definitely noticed that like he would it felt like the Sounders were recognizing the pressure and they were like okay today's not the time to play out of the back I definitely agree with that that sometimes the Sounders do that too much um Anytime Ariaga has the ball at his feet for too long, I get I get scared. <laughs> um, uh, but nonetheless, Ariaga was the one who got the good the game winner against LA, which felt amazing. Um, it, yeah, it was a great game. Very annoying though. Um, after the game, no posts by the MOS Instagram about the Sounders. Just two posts about both of LA's goals. <laughs> they lost the game, and they're getting more posts than the Sounders do, who just became the who just uh, reached 200 league wins, the fastest out of ML, any MLS team. That team that doesn't get a post 
<laughs> but the LA, both LA goals does get a post. Like, the LA bias is real. Uh, it, yeah. I would like to add to that that um, you became the fastest team to 200 wins, and you did it against the team that held the previous record. Eight games before, eight, eight games mm. before uh, they did it. So they could have yeah. held on to their record if they beat you, but you beat them, took their mm-hmm. record, and MLS has got nothing but glowing th- reviews yeah. for L.A., which is funny. Yeah. first goal for L.A. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, for his first goal, like, it, it was a deflection. Yeah. It was a huge deflection. I'm not actually sure if Stephen Fry would have saved the, uh, the initial attempt. But definitely, the deflection off Yamar off the wall definitely did a lot. Um, what definitely wasn't anything as close to his cool as the uh, Alvarez goal the week before, which and Alvarez almost scored a carbon copy uh, goal um, as he did against Charlotte. Uh, the week before, just an absolute beauty game that. Um, Go. Um, obviously, that doesn't have to do with our teams, but the, but the Charlotte LA game, um, absolute wonder goal. Um, as Charlotte uh, yeah. now has the attendance record. Um, <laughs> as a Nashville as a Nashville fan, now that Atlanta can't like talk about having the attendance record, uh, does that lift your spirits, Matt? Uh yeah, kind of. Um, honestly, I don't have as much uh, disdain or hate for the Atlanta fan base as other Nashville fans. Mm-hmm. I think the best Nashville game every single season is when we host Atlanta, um, because spirits are high, attendance is high, um, and it's just a perfect opportunity for people to in America to watch football together, and it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's a nice little rivalry, our own version of a rivalry. Okay. Uh, should we move on to NYCFC? Do Ethan, do you want to explain what happened yeah. in week two and week three? Yeah. Um, uh, similar to uh, to what you were saying, Nat, about uh, Seattle's slow start to the MLS season and like not you know you not being too worried about it. Um, I feel the same way about about NYCFC's start to the MLS season. Uh, you know. With going into week two, we had lost our first game, and then week two against Vancouver, nil nil draw at Vancouver. It's, I was, it was really not much to say about that game. We should have won, should have done, should have done better, should have scored a goal at least. Uh, Vancouver didn't really have much. Uh, we just couldn't find, we just could, didn't have the answer, I guess. Uh, but week three, I'm happy to talk about. Uh, I attended this game at Yankee Stadium during spring break. NYCFC, Club de Foot Montreal, 4-1 win for NYCFC. Absolutely gorgeous. Love it. NYCFC fans are very... We can be very reactionary. I know I, I, was, I, I personally was not wanting to overreact to those first two MLS games because I saw many fans being, you know, like, this is unacceptable... This is embarrassing and all of that stuff. 
And then as soon as we beat Montreal 4-1, it's like, let's go. You know, like, where's the respect we've been getting? Like, like they're not respecting us. Enough. And it's like, we're doing, we're, we're some of the ones doing it. And so, I mean, all, I know all football fans can just be very reactionary, but it's, it's fun. It's just, it's, it's entertaining to see sometimes. Um, yeah. So that 4-1 game against Montreal, four different goal scorers, which which I love to see. Tati is still yet to get his goal in the MLS. Uh, he's very unhappy with that. I think you can kind of see on the field that he wants to score. Um, yeah, and uh, Montreal's goal, to be honest, uh, we've, we've got a second injury at right back. So Tavon Gray who is currently our starting right back, but is also technically our second string right back because our first string right back, Tenor Holm, still struggling with his Achilles injury. Um, Tavon Gray's out, so we've had Andres Jason, homegrown player like Tavon Gray, playing there. He's not a right back traditionally. Uh, he's a forward, he's a winger. Um, but he's been playing a right back, and he's been he's been getting better each game. But the goal Montreal scored, I think, if Tavon Gray or Tenorum were playing, it's not really happening because Jason just kind of was not where he should have been. But it's an it's an easy goal to write off, um, or so I thought until the CCL game on Tuesday. <laughs> but but we can talk about that when we talk about all the CCL games. No, I think you're forgetting about the uh, the 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 biggest news, or, or actually, I probably should say the smallest yep. news. Right. I saw where this is going. <laughs> The uh, from the NYCA FC Montreal game, and um, yeah, we got to talk about the banner. So they put up. I mean, can we call it a banner, Matt? What, do you think that is the right <laughs> term for this? I, I I feel like a banner is usually like big. Uh, yeah, this was this was a poster, um, <laughs> but it was a well earned poster. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know what? At least we have one. And also in the def- in defense of it. Um, I because I, I was looking around before the game to see where it would be, because um, we showed up early for the ceremony, you know, to see the cup and all of that. Um, and I was looking around and I noticed that all of the Yank, all what the Yankees have for banners, they just have these flags with like the year that they won the World Series on it. And so honestly, we technically have one bigger than the Yankees, so it's not. I'm I'm not too upset with it. I'm just happy that we have an MLS Cup. I don't really care about the banner that much. If I mean, it's awesome to have. It definitely could be more of a banner. Uh, but, you know, we'll have that when we have our stadium in like 10 years. <laughs> or I would probably say more than 10 years on that. Uh, I don't know what the Yankees are, where they're putting their stuff. But, I mean, like, if if their location is anything, like, like clearly, what it seems like their location should also be changed because the location of the flag or the banner for the MLS Cup champion for your MLS Cup champion banner is the saddest looking thing ever. It's just like in front of like a suite. Um, <laughs> it's not a like suite. They, they could have made it like I feel like they could have made it just uh, they could have done pretty much anything else. And made it just a little bit bigger, and it would have been better. It's just the saddest thing ever. 
To uh, say it's the opinion. saddest thing ever, that's a little harsh. When it comes to MLS banners. In, in defense. Banners, oh, I mean, oh, like, oh, wow, MLS banner. Like, I don't know. Who's I mean, ranking MLS banner? I mean, in, this, actually, the saddest thing ever would be not having an MLS Cup banner. That's true. But uh, but this has got to be a quite, has got to be second. Nashville, <laughs> I, okay, Nashville has only had three shots at it. Um, yeah, that's fair. But in defense of the banner... I will say that when NYCFC has their own stadium and with the fan support that it has, that is an inevitability that's just one in the future, there will be yeah. another banner unveiling, and I'm sure it'll be much bigger than this Staples poster. Yeah, board. hopefully <laughs> hopefully when they do build a new stadium, yeah, they, they definitely get a new one. They don't just, like, move to... Uh, yeah. Just do a uh, transfer. It definitely won't be the, the same, stadium. yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I think it's time we move on from week two and week three. Let's get to some more music. Welcome back to Football is Life. You're listening to WCBE FM Radio, the underground sound of Emerson College. 
Again, this was a follow footballslife.wecb on Instagram for all updates on the show. And a reminder that if you miss any portion of the show, you can listen to the show on Spotify. The full episodes will be posted there. Now, moving on to CONCACAF Champions League. You can't make this stuff up as we have more rivalry in studios yep. as uh, the Sounders will be taking on NYCFC um, in the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. The first leg is April 6th. The second leg is April 13th. So we got some time. Uh, we have the international break and then we will have... Ooh, sorry. I, international <laughs> breaks are annoying. <laughs> I agree. This one, what? This one is either going to be very depressing or. Uh, Where's uh, Joe Scally? Where's Joe Scally on the United States squad? I know this is this is like this is a, a detour, yeah. but where's Joe Scally on on the squad? Uh, my main question is where's John Brooks? That too. That too. He's the, he's the center back in form. He's sleeping on the Bundesliga. I, Mr. I, Greg. I think the important part of the uh, U.S. men's national team roster is the star uh, Walker Zimmerman. Wow! Two-time, wow! Two-time MLS <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. Soon to be three. I time. can't believe he won that award twice. Was it consecutive as well? And he's going to win a third. Yeah, a tenor home should have won when for joins, I think that first when year. You, when uh. Yes, when uh, he joins Chad Marshall, then we'll talk. <laughs> uh, the only three-time MS Defender of the Year. Oh, Zimmerman will get a third. It, may, it, it doesn't have to be it this year, but he'll get a third, year. yeah. Especially when Ye- especially well, Yamar's injured right now. But when Yamar's playing, he deser- He could have won it last year. <laughs> he could have, he could have. He could have, but he didn't. Yeah. The, I mean, the, I mean... Yes, your guy won it, but uh, our defense, let's remember, last year's All-Star game, it was three Sounders and one Nashville player uh, as the back line. But, okay, let's get back to CCO. Um, So the first game will be in in Seattle. Um, and it's only the first leg is in Seattle only because Leon scored yesterday. If the Sounders had won the game 1 0, then the second leg would have been in Seattle. Oh. And the second leg would have been in NYCFC. But because it was a tie or a, or a loss for the Sounders, that means the Sounders get to host the first leg. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, hopefully, we can do what we did to Leon. Um, I'm feeling pretty good as NYCFC has been like, I feel like they've been like pretty mid so far. Obviously, they did, they 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 hung on and like the Sounders, they've been focusing on CCL just like we have. Uh, but h- how are you feeling going into this game? Obviously, now it's just about who's going to represent MLS because on the other side, um, neither of the other MLS teams made it, so it's. Yeah going to be MOS versus Liga MX in the final. Yeah, shout out to New England, first and foremost. Um, love to see that. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting semifinal uh, about NYCFC's form, which you mentioned being kind of, you know, on and off. I think that's, that's definitely true. I think similar to Matt, we've had some travel stuff going on. We've been going on all over the place. Um, and honestly, I don't think we've been rotating our squad well enough. And I think that really, really showed 
against Comunicaciones this past Tuesday because we just got so tired and mentally we weren't there as well. Uh, and it was especially the defense who are who have been getting rotated the least because that's kind of where our lack in squad depth is in the defense, especially with injuries to Tavon Gray and and all that. Um, yeah, so that was that was really tough, and I think the travel and the lack of rest just kind of hit the defense on Tuesday, and that's where that result came from, um, as well as the the quadruple sub that was made uh, early on when it seemed like we had locked up the game. I was I was in support of the of the sub when it happened. I was like, yeah, get them on, you know, we're through to the semis, and then. It was like, okay, they scored. Oh, they scored again. Oh, wow, that was a crazy shot. It's tied now, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was progressively more and more nerve wracking. Yeah, the fact that NYCFC left it to away goals um, after having the big lead, um, uh, definitely. Um, I-, I expected better from NYCFC. They should be doing better, but also. Fair play to Comunicaciones, um, yeah. though. Yeah, no, they they definitely showed up in this tournament. Yeah, um, and their fans are ridiculously insane. Yeah. Their fans are amazing. I believe that's the team that they've already knocked out an MLS team. Yeah, they they knocked out Colorado. Yeah. Uh, in the last round, um, and I would say after for the Sounders second that game, like even though the Sounders had a big lead. Um, definitely, I was very nervous because, like, still a lot can happen in 90 minutes. And yeah. obviously, just the night before, we <laughs> saw New England yeah. um, lose to Pumas. Um, just look terrible. I mean, I've very much enjoyed that since I hate yes. Bruce Arena. Um, I, uh. thought, um, I thought Omar Gonzalez looked absolutely terrible um, in that New England game. Um, and that scared me. And so I was very scared going into the Sounders game against Cub Leon, yeah. who also, like, they play at a great stadium. They have great fans, and the atmosphere was great yesterday. They came out firing. We have, um, Early on in the game, they had they had a bunch of chances that uh, none none resulted in, like, a, in like um, world-class saves from Stephen Fry, but... Uh, I mean, they definitely could have. And uh, I thought yesterday, so the Sounders played three center backs. Jackson Reagan was the best out of all of them. Uh, while he was next to Nuhu and Ariaga, who have more experience, Jackson Reagan, the new um, youngster who played for our USL team last year out of Michigan, he was incredible mm. yesterday. Um, Alex Rodon, same thing to him. They were the best. Uh, they dealt with everything and and really frustrated Club Leon. So moving forward, um, with how strong our defense has been um, this year, um, I'm feeling good. Because um, especially when I think about the goals that the Sounders have given up, um, none of them have been spectacular. Like all, or have been because of like good play. Like all of them have come from. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say like a lucky bounce, lucky deflection, mm. uh, and it's pretty hard to blame the defense. 
on them. Not to say that our defense hasn't made mistakes, because our defense has made plenty of mistakes and teams haven't been able to capitalize. Like especially in the Nashville game in the first game, we should have we should have lost much sooner than we did because we gave the ball away too many mm-hmm. times to Nashville. But recently recently um our defense has been standing strong. So I'm feeling I'm feeling very good about this uh about this class with NYCFC and I think um our experience in big games is going to help a lot because while you guys did just win and win the MLS Cup, our t- the Sounders are always going to have more experience when it comes to big games. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh I I got to say I I don't know what to think about playing Seattle. I've got mixed feelings. I don't know if either team knows what to expect from either team. It's been a long time since these teams have played each other, and we won't be playing each other this season in the MLS. So, it yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty split when we played each other. Yeah. The last time we played each other, um, I believe NYCFC won 3-0 to zero, um, in New York. Um, yes. Uh, not happy that I remember that, but... Uh, I was there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was that's the that was the result. Um, yeah, uh, I, I really like that yeah, game. We, yeah, can't say the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say um, the other one big storyline um, is that we beat Club Leon without Ladero or Ra- Raul Roy Diaz, and I think both of them will be back for the semifinal game. Mm. Um, Raul Roy Diaz. Don't love been, the sound of that. Neither of them traveled to Mexico um, to play Club Leon, but both but Ladero is in full training now, and and Raúl Rodríguez this week was starting to be in training. So um, with the international break, I expect him to be uh, to be ready to go for the next game, which is That's, huge. Yeah. Um, but even if he can't play, Freddie Montero is in absolutely oh, yeah. amazing form right yeah. now. I think he this he's looked the best he's looked since he came back to the team last year. Um, obviously, he scored um, three goals, or, or actually now now he has four goals in the last three mm. games. Um, so definitely, he's in great form. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'm glad that this is a CCL game because. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about people who are in great form in the CCL. Tati Castellanos is going crazy in CCL. We all saw that that goal he scored on Tuesday, that free kick, which was beautiful. Love that from him. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I, I have to give it to him. First time he's done that for us. He came. He actually came close with a free kick against uh, a round of sixteen opponent in the CCL. Um, he hasn't scored in the MLS yet, but he's got four goals in CCL. I think he is around the same amount of assists. Um, yeah, he's balling in the CCL. And I think, obviously, Seattle are going to know that. I think that's where some of the struggle in the MLS has come from, is that all of the MLS teams are kind of just going after him. Um, and I got to say, I have not, especially being at this NYCFC game uh, last Sunday... This fan base has not like loved a player this much since David Villa, I swear. Um, Maxi Morales is up there as well. Um, but just the cheers that Tati got uh, when he was announced you know, in the starting lineup, 
Uh, just the support for him is is immense, and he's become a real star. And I think, I think he knows that too. And I think that he's gonna wanna he's gonna wanna bring that to Seattle. Uh, Seattle are gonna be ready to to send it back. Uh, but I think we've also got Tyler's Magno, who's coming in also in good form. He scored two headers, showing his. his He's got some aerial prowess there that I think not many people expect uh, as he's a winger. So this game is going to be... So the second leg, it was just announced that it's going to be at Red Bull Arena. How do you feel about it being there rather than Connecticut or... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say it's definitely better that it's not in Connecticut. Um, Connecticut doesn't really feel like a neighboring New York state if you meet somebody from Connecticut, like if you meet somebody like, oh, I'm from Connecticut, you don't go, oh, I bet you went and saw Broadway shows all the time. But like if you meet someone from New Jersey, like, oh, did you, would you ever go into the city and, you know, have a bagel or something <laughs> like that? Um, even though New Jersey's got good bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's just, it's better for the fans at the end of the day. I don't like going to Red Bull Arena as it's Red Bull Arena. I have been for NYCFC games. Uh, one of my favorite NYCFC moments ever happened there, which was Thiago Andrade's uh, last-minute goal against DC United. That was an amazing moment. Um, yeah, but it's better for the fans. It's less travel. You can take a train. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah we're gonna have more fans there than we did in Connecticut. That's for sure. Yeah, I I've also already been to Red Bull Arena once. I saw the Sounders play the Red Bulls in hmm. 2016. The Sounders lost. Two zero. Um, mm. um, so hopefully we get a better result. Uh, I'm gonna partially blame that result on our blue uniforms. I feel <laughs> like at that time the Sounders um, were wearing our blue uniforms that I would say were cursed since we like never had a good result in them. Yeah, that's. I'm um, I'm kind of worried about that right now. NYCFC are yet to win in their in the Volt kit in the in the new away kit. So. I really I really hope that the Sounders get to wear their legacy green um, for the for the away game. We'll see we'll see hmm. if they. Yeah, I mean I don't see why they shouldn't be able to wear why both teams shouldn't be able to wear their home kits. Yeah, I mean it's light blue versus green. I feel like yeah. it's uh it's um. They're definitely different enough. Like I feel like the Sounders is dark enough with their yeah. light, so hopefully both teams can wear their home, yeah, uh, their home jersey. I, I mean, I I feel like the Sounders always play better in green than in another yeah. color, and I feel like some teams might say that for their same yeah home color. What do you think, Matt? Are the colors different enough? Uh, yeah, they should let them wear whatever they want <laughs> unless it's the same jersey. I, any game that is not. Columbus versus Nashville, you should be able to wear whatever jersey you mm. want because they have the same jerseys, those two teams. Definitely <laughs> yeah, um, true. One thing I'm curious about is two-leg score predictions from both of you, oh, and then God. I want to say mine as a third-party observer. So we'll get a biased answer, a biased answer the other way, and then I'll come in with no bias. Okay, so I'm going to say Sounders are going to win the first leg. Um... 2-0, and then we're going to win the second leg, 1-0. Ooh, okay. I don't know what to say, but that feels wrong to me. I think... I don't know if I can make a score prediction. I think I'm too... Like, I'm too... Like, I just... I'm too anxious and superstitious yeah. to do that. I, I don't want to put anything out there. But I yeah. do think... 
I think NYCFC will at least get an away goal. I think we will. We could definitely get more than one. Nah, but I think we will have Lumen. one. Not at Lumen. Yes, at Lumen. Not, well, it's not happening. I will say Nashville scored a goal at Lumen. L.A. scored a goal. That was at Lumen, right? Or was that in L.A.? No, that was, that was in Seattle. Okay, yeah. Scored so, two goals. Yeah, two. Um, NYCFC can definitely score a goal at Lumen, especially with Tati, especially with Tylez, Tiago, Maxi, Keaton Parks. I can keep going. Alfredo Morales. Um. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what? So what's your prediction, Matt? Okay, so the unbiased opinion. Seattle is the superior tactical team, and NYCFC is the superior technical team. Um, that is what I've gotten from my viewing. Uh, the individual players with the ball at their at their feet at NYCFC um, across the board are a little bit better, and Seattle's defensive shape and their uh, offensive progressions building out of the back, when they can complete those passes, is a little bit better. I think um, that's fair. Over a two-leg um, situation... Watch yourself. Over... <laughs> over a... Over a I, there, are, there, are, there are amazing people on Seattle with the ball at their feet, but I think NYCFC has a little bit more consistency, uh, and when they play out of the back, the passes are crisper and the first touches are better. Um, and the skill moves look a little nicer, like maybe some Spanish soccer. Um, mm-hmm. And Seattle would be closer to, like, English soccer. Um, and I think over a two-leg situation, I give Seattle the edge in probably, like, a one-point goal because I think – this comes from a Nashville fan – I think tactical superiority um, provides consistency that technical ability doesn't always come with, and the goals don't always follow the technique. Um, so I give Seattle the edge, but I think this is a good one, and I'm excited. Yeah, I think that's a definite possibility. Um, NYCFC are obviously a younger club than Seattle, so always with opportunities like this, and especially I felt this way during our MLS Cup run, I just I just kind of have to think, you know, we made it here. I should just be happy with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, p- putting it into perspective and all of that. Uh yeah, like this is our first Champions League semifinal ever. It's only our second time being in the Concacaf Champions League. I will say that I I I do feel like both of the teams. I'll say this: I think both of these teams have the quality that an MLS team should win the season. I think this so year. too. I think so um, too. Uh, both teams are better than Pumas and Cruz Azul. Um, and the fact that New England and Montreal couldn't get past those teams um, is pathetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't lie. I definitely, I definitely want to be that team that wins it first for the MLS. Um, ooh, I don't want to be the team that loses. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, it won't be the team that first loses it. But there have been plenty there have been of MLS yeah, teams. It would, it would suck. MLS teams it would suck to lose. Yeah. It. I'd say it's a common occurrence. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. As soon as, but if we get to a point um, where MOS, just the fact that we are so close to an MOS team getting the opportunity to play in the FIFA Club World Cup um, uh, mm. would be massive for MOS and all the MOS haters. It, I feel um, actually having to play a competitive game against 
the Champions League team yeah. would be just so huge yeah. for the league. So Yeah, I would love so for that to be NYCFC because a lot of people do not like NYCFC. So I, w- I would love to see some fans get mad that it's NYCFC. Uh, people don't like Seattle either. That is true. <laughs> they would get Seattle, mad. Seattle has a lot of fans, <laughs> yeah. and with a lot of fans comes a lot of haters. Um, yeah. One thing I want to say like our, like, yeah, sorry. is you know. I think the MLS and League MX are almost equal. Maybe the MLS has the edge this year, but the relationship between the two has been MLS catching up to League MX for years. Yeah. I would predict very soon a rise in the salary cap for MLS teams as it grows in popularity and they sell out stadiums. Nashville, 20,000 season ticket holders, which would sell out several MLS team entire stadiums, and those are just the season ticket holders. Seattle has an even bigger fan base. NYCFC has a big fan base, grows in popularity. I think when the Seattle... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think... What you talking about, man? I think, when I has think... Yankee Stadium ever been completely full? Well, it's a... Okay, to be fair, though, Yankee Stadium's a lot bigger than uh, than other stadiums out there, but it's definitely been full. It's It's... There's a lot of hype in the beginning, and definitely some of that's gone down. But we've had like 50,000 people in that stadium. Mm-hmm. I think um, the the level of competition will rise. The salary cap will rise. Maybe they'll amend the DP rule and allow them to bring in four DPs. Oh, wow. And uh, this is just a prediction as it grows in popularity yeah. and wants to grow in competitiveness. I think the MLS is outpacing League MX, and I see, I see uh, in the next five years... MLS owning the uh, CCL. I think that definitely could happen. Uh, as I, I feel like I, I have to bring up, uh, based on what you you said about how there's a lot of Sounders haters, I mean, we literally have a chant, chant where we go, no one likes us, we don't care. <laughs> everyone, everyone loves to hate the best team. Which uh, is why everybody hates the LA. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think okay, so we're we're coming down to the end of the show. Uh, MLS Week Four, yeah, uh, starting tomorrow, and then after this week, international break. Um, so next week we'll talk about we'll talk about U.S. Mexico. U.S. Mexico is next is this Thursday. Um, that's going to be a huge mm. game. Um, but first on the weekend, we have uh, uh, Nashville playing RSL. Philadelphia playing NYC FC and the Sounders playing Austin. Uh, how are you feeling going into the uh, RSL game, Matt? Uh, RSL's really hot right now. They've beaten um, Seattle and New England, two teams that I think are really quality. Obviously, New England didn't show it a couple days ago, but I think those two teams are truthfully very high quality, and RSL has beaten two of them in the last two weeks. Um, I considering this is our fourth straight road game, That's followed by four more after that. That's ridiculous! I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's against a team of this quality. I predict Nashville to lose. That's the realist in me. That's the pessimist in me. And at altitude. Yeah. Nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I'd love if we get out of here with a point. I'm happy. Truthfully, this is a good team. It's a tough road game. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't get a two-hour delay. <laughs> um, in that. Uh, NYCFC playing Philadelphia. Yeah. As, as always, everyone's sleeping on Philadelphia, I would say. They're still a good team. They're People do sleep. They, Philly's good. They sleep on Philadelphia for sure. Um, I think this will be an interesting game. I'm always going to bet on us when we're at Yankee Stadium. I think we're always just so much better when we're there. The fan support's always great. 
I wish I could go. I think we're going to win. We tend to win at Yankee Stadium. We don't lose often. Um, I am going up against Kevin Durant in the Philadelphia Union. I, you know, I got to say, I think they'll be looking for revenge. Union fans are still saltier than the ocean. <laughs> about about that about that Eastern Conference final. Uh yeah, so I think I think I'm I'm so thankful that this game is at home because if we were playing the first game against them after that uh Eastern Conference final, those fans would be going crazy because they're they're still so upset about uh, about what happened in that game. Uh, can can yeah. I just say that I feel like Philadelphia Union fans are like clearly like not from Philadelphia because they seem so much nicer than every other <laughs> Philadelphia fan base. Like Philadelphia fans are some of like the are known for being just like the absolute worst. Yeah. But then no one ever talks about the union. That's like, true. It feels like they're a team that everyone forgets about. It's uh, just interesting. I think soccer is the jazz of sports. It Ooh. attracts yeah. a very particular audience. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And then finally, the Sounders are playing Austin. Last time we played them, we played five teenagers. Uh, <laughs> our team is much healthier. I don't think we'll be doing that. Um, it seems uh, seems like there's a chance that Ladero might start this game, but we'll see. Maybe he comes off the bench. You, you think this is another five-goal game for Austin? No. <laughs> um, I don't think I think Austin's uh, previous victories don't mean anything. Mm. There are two five-goal games came against Cincinnati and Miami, who That's are very terrible. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, they um, they went and played Portland. Um, I thought Portland should have gotten a result against them. They were good against Portland, but I, we are better than Portland, and we're going to beat them. Uh, I think uh, if we don't uh, get a win here. Um, or at least a tie. I'm going to be sad if we tie them because we're better than them. Um, but I, I think this should be a good game. I'm going to say 2-0 Sounders. I think Solid. I think Austin's going to be competitive in the playoffs, by the way. Uh, that's a hot take. I know it's Oof. a hot take. Uh, no, not competitive in the playoffs. I think Austin is going to, to be... I think Austin is going to be in the playoff race with no more than four games left to go. I think they could be. It's that McConaughey power. Yeah, it's I finally to, getting to them. Exactly. All I had to say to that is, all right, all right, all right. Listos. That's the, <laughs> he's always doing it in that like high voice that he has. Listos. And he's banging that that drum. It's kind of it's it's out there and it's I, I mean it's fun to. I will say at. when that stadium, when when they turn on just oh, their yeah. green lights, it looks amazing. It is cool. I want to go really to that cool. stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that does it for the show today. We are out of time. Thank you for listening to Football is Life. Again, this is the, you're listening to WECB um, FM, the underground sound of Emerson College. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, WECB, uh, Football is Life dot WECB. You can listen to full episodes on Spotify. Search Football is Life. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week yeah. at, at 3 to talk about the national team uh, let's end with some music songs from the smart fridge is coming up next